There's a lot of things that people are doing where they might not have a disease or a major issue. But like you said, Jake, a lot of people come to me because they want to optimize their quality of life. They want to improve their mental clarity, their energy, their sleep quality, their recovery, their overall vitality day to day. Like they just want to feel better. They're like, hey, if I could feel 10% better, I'm all for it. And so where a lot of people go wrong, I think is, well, a couple of things. I mean, I'll start with the morning. We'll kind of structure through a day. So a lot of us, when we wake up, first thing is many of us are just reactive. And first thing we think about is like, man, I got all this shit I have to do. I have to take care of this. I got to dive into these emails. I got to return these calls. I got to, you know, start working on this. I got to get my kids ready, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I teach people is to shift that frame of reference, to really wake up and immediately your eyes pop open, feel a sense of gratitude. Like, dude, you just get to live and love for another day. Like that is an amazing thing. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to the Passive Wealth Principles Show. My name's Jake Harris. I'm the host of this show, and I have a very special guest. I say this all the time, a special guest, but every guest is special to me, and today is a little bit of a different angle. Most of the time, people hear me talking about real estate investing or investing into projects or passive wealth strategies and tips and tricks, but today, we're talking about the most important thing to everyone is your health, because I'm a terrible investor if I'm dead. I'm a terrible husband if I'm dead. I'm a terrible father if I'm dead. And so today's guest is Ryan Kennedy. Ryan Kennedy has been really diving into the health space and for a lot of years, and it's an interesting take, and you get to hear about how he got started in that when his mom got diagnosed with cancer when he was 14 and ultimately ended up passing away. So, and how that really put him and thrust him into this space to where it was something that really, really started mattering to him. And he is now creating a significant amount of impact to a lot of people's lives. And from many, many of my friends, he's helping them live a better version of themselves. So I'm excited for this episode. Jump right in to this episode with Ryan Kennedy. Ryan Kennedy. 
Man, am I stoked to have you on the show today because, you know, the passive wealth principles, we talk a lot of uh, things about like investing and, you know, systems to put in order to, you know, improve your investments and improve your returns. But we're actually talking about one of the things that's near and dear to my heart is your health, because I've said this many times over is I am a terrible businessman, investor, husband, father, if I'm dead. That's right. So like, man, you know, and, and so many people that I've had conversations with that would trade all of their net worth, all of their, you know, amounts of money for when they're having health struggles. And it's like, hey, sorry, you know, there's nothing else we can do. It's the end of time. And you'd be like, they would trade it all. And so the whole reason and why I'm excited about this is exactly that we kind of talked about is like the whole reason you want passive wealth is to free up time to do the things that you talk about. And I love the way in which you approach them. I love the way that you create some of these systems, how you've created some of these frameworks around it can layer in and then really amplify your ability to do everything. So that's an intro of me being excited and fanboying on Ryan, but I'd love for you to do and run your kind of introduction, your background and the nuances and take a little bit of time to tell the audience and tell some of the people is like, what are you doing today? And then what is your backstory that has led you up to, to this health guru that is Ryan Kennedy? So today I run a full-time functional medicine practice. I consult with patients via telemedicine, so all virtual people all across the country, all across the globe, and really work with them to optimize kind of the A to Z when it comes to their health and wellness, Jake. So everything from their nutrition to supplementation, to exercise, to sleep, to hormones, to gut health, to energy systems and beyond, you know, just really figuring out daily habits and routines and shifts they can make in their normal, you know, environment and their inputs that are really going to move the needle, really help them achieve better body composition, an increase in their energy, better quality of life, increased sex drive, you name it, dude. People come to me with all sorts of things, everything from stage four cancer patients, which is you know the main reason I got into this field. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second to entrepreneurs and high performers like yourself who are just like, dude, if I could have 10% more energy and sleep a little better and have an increase in my mood and my overall well-being, like I'm game. Like, sign me up. That sounds great. That's going to translate to an exponential ROI and an incredible return in everything that I do, you know, just by showing up as the best possible man I could be for my family, for my business, for my community and the world at large. And so that's where I am today. In addition to patient consulting, I have, you know, group programs and courses and books and all that sort of good stuff, podcast. So that's kind of where I'm at. Where I started was when I was 14, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And at the time, I didn't really know the scope of what that meant, dude. I was, you know, pretty young. I was like, well, this, this sucks. I guess it's just bad luck just happens to people. And I remember her going through the conventional med medical system, you know, her oncologist telling her what you eat doesn't matter. No natural therapies are going to help you just do this chemotherapy and hope for the best. And unfortunately, man, two years later in 2010, she passed away. And it was in large part due to the misinformation she received, not just with the treatment options, which was definitely horrible recommendations. But for the misinformation she received for decades leading up to this point with terrible food guide pyramids and, you know, mainstream media talking about switching out butter from margarine and making all these changes that now we know is ludicrous and a horrible way to live and to eat. And, you know, she was just trying to do her best. And by following a lot of those things and, you know, not living super unhealthy, but just not being as in tune with a lot of the things that I work with people on, uh, I think that's a big reason why she, she got sick. And it really 
flipped something in my head. I'm like, dude, this is scary. I don't want to get sick and die young. She was 54 when she passed. And so I started researching all this stuff and I wasn't at the healthiest at this time in my life either. I was drinking and partying and, you know, doing normal things a teenager does. And so I thought about, you know, one of the things you, you shared when you, when you started the interview was it, it makes me think of a proverb, which is uh, a healthy person has a thousand dreams. A sick person has just one. And it really does come back to our health being our most valuable asset because without it, we don't have time, which is our other most valuable asset. And even if you have time, if you're not healthy and your neurochemistry is all wonky and you're depressed and anxious and you're fatigued and you don't want to do anything and you don't have that just vitality and drive to just soak up life and love what you do, life kind of sucks. And if life kind of sucks, you're not really in a position to go out and live fully and reach your potential and do all the things we want as humans. So that kind of brought me onto the journey. I started in physical therapy and the fitness side of things, quickly realized this stuff is freaking awesome. But if you're not dialing in your nutrition and a whole bunch of these other components to a well-rounded holistic lifestyle, it's only going to get you so far. So that's when I went back to school, studied naturopathic medicine, clinical nutrition. And that's kind of where it brought me to opening my practice. And uh, here we are. So, yeah, I think that's super interesting and, and, and obviously that catalytic component, you know, your mom passing away, being kind of this misinformation and kind of really diving into that world. I'd, I'd like to kind of take it, you know, first and, and foremost from that, the, the naturopathic kind of element is my wife is a, a NICU nurse. And so this is in the medical field. My, my cousin lived with me for a long time down in Phoenix and she went to a Midwestern. She was a, a, she's a DO doctor as opposed to an MD and just kind of seeing how there's different little even takes from an MD to a DO. And then obviously seeing some things in the, in the nursing field. So like, I have like a very, like barely scratching the surface understanding of that. But then my sister's also a nurse in informatics and then diving into the, some of this naturopathic kind of things is like, I don't, I don't want to say, I wouldn't say radical, but because it's actually more to a truism of to how humans are actually originally done. And for the vast majority of civilization was maybe a naturopathic was the way of doing it. And then it deviated in the last, I don't know, hundred years, 50 years of things is the traditional Western medicine. So like, take us through a little bit of like, what is a naturopathic, you know, uh, you know, doctor or what it is and how that differs from traditional kind of medicine that most people would maybe recognize or understand medicine today. One of the main issues with mainstream medicine is it's all around symptom management. There's not really a lot of incentive for, for resolving the root cause of people's issues. And that's just part of the big industrial complex and, and paradigm that is modern medicine. You know, there's a lot of money in pharmaceuticals and, and managing someone's illness. There's not a lot of money in curing it and essentially losing that, you know, reoccurring revenue source when you could just manage it and keep them suboptimal. And then there's not a lot of money in, in health, quite frankly. You know, there's a lot of money in sickness and in disease, but a healthy person doesn't make a lot of dollars for you know, big pharma and these, you know, medical companies that, you know, have all these interests. So it all goes back, you know, like you said, to a little over a hundred years ago, you know, the Rockefellers really are the ones that saw this opportunity from a business standpoint, where at the time there was a lot of natural paths, which I'll get to what that kind of means. A lot of these different kind of natural health practitioners, chiropractors, homeopathy, all these different, you know, avenues. And there was this big push where the Rockefellers funded what became known today as medical school 
as a way for these physicians to become trained in this allopathic model and a way for, you know, standard of care to prescribe pharmaceutical drugs. And they made this big smear campaign against any of these other quote unquote alternative practitioners, any natural, you know, health remedies or people that are helping people get well, utilizing food and lifestyle change and herbs and vitamins and all these other things that were, you know, commonplace at the time. And that obviously became this huge monstrous industry. And uh, luckily today in the age of the internet and social media, there's a lot of awareness where people understand the pitfalls of modern medicine. They understand like, hey, if I have a headache, I'm glad that there's Advil and that there's these NSAIDs that I could take and feel better. But I'd also like to know like why I get these headaches. And maybe if, you know, I could resolve that, I wouldn't need these drugs, which is the goal, I think, for a lot of people inherently. It's like, what, how can I fix this naturally? So by bringing in some magnesium or optimizing their hydration or any number of things, now you don't have the headache. Now you don't need the pain management. And so the whole philosophy behind functional medicine or naturopathic medicine is really, how can we resolve the root cause rather than just managing your symptoms? And how could we do that without the use of pharmaceutical agents? Now, there are some naturopaths that do use some pharmaceuticals and I'm not one of them. And there are time and place for these drugs. Like they're not all bad. In fact, I, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I love modern medicine. Dude, I've been in some gnarly crashes on my dirt bike. I've had some injuries where I needed surgery. And I'm very thankful to have access to state-of-the-art technologies and you know surgeons and all these things that can be life-saving, like literally. And for trauma, you know, trauma care and also for you know certain acute situations, modern medicine is fantastic best in the world. But when it comes to chronic disease, it simply failed, dude. I mean, the rates of cancer, neurological issues, complications from diabetes, heart disease are at all time highs. And it's not really making a dent. It tends to only make things worse in that regard. And so my whole philosophy is how can we really rebalance the body by bringing in different inputs, different changes to your daily lifestyle and to, you know, the foods that you eat and the things that you take and the things that you do that are going to resolve these things at a root cause level. That's kind of the general framework. I mean, there's so many good nuggets in that as far as, um, and I, and I see a lot of similarities in business and see, you know, let, let, let's say programmers or software people. And I know you're friends with, you know, uh, you've been on, on Cody Littlewoods and, 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 uh, Pasha's show and some of those other things. It's like, when you understand first order principles, you know, that root cause that you're saying is like, you know, solving that versus dealing with the symptoms and the byproduct of that is it, it makes a whole lot of sense when people start to think of that in, in that way, you know, and, and I think we could dive into, you know, kind of the, the misgivings of, of modern medicine. And also there's also, like you said, everything. In, in my opinion, this is, I've ever read the book Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, but it's like everything is inherently both good and bad. It's just how you, you know, construct it in your own mind and how you tell that story. And so modern medicine is good for a lot of things. It's maybe not good for other areas. And same thing, naturopathic, like people are scared. Oh my gosh, it's woo woo. And it's, you know, I'm going to go hug a tree and eat this bark and, you know, like, ah, I'm going to not you know, prescribed to modern medicine. And there are some people that live on the extremes and be like, don't accept modern medicine and die early deaths because they could have, you know, and so it's like, but it's that happy medium of understanding that there's pros and cons for each of them. And I want to, and where I want to take this is actually kind of like your typical client. And as far as, it, you know, and I don't know who your typical client is, but I just, as far as the circle of people that we kind of run into is that this entrepreneur that is now in their 
call it 40s, you know, has had maybe levels of success in their business, but are now looking for starting to optimize for the future or starting to plan or figure out that or get that 10% extra in energy. And I know that everything you do is kind of customized to individual, but I'm assuming there's maybe some like commonalities, the main issues that a lot of people that are coming to you are experiencing. So I'd like to kind of go through like, what are you seeing as far as the major thing that most people are doing wrong and how you have been created some framework to help solve that? So there's a lot of areas we can go with this, man, because uh, there's a lot of things that people are doing where they might ha- not have a disease or a major issue. But like you said, Jake, a lot of people come to me because they want to optimize their quality of life. They want to improve their mental clarity, their energy, their sleep quality, their recovery, their overall vitality day to day. Like they just want to feel better. They're like, hey, if I could feel 10% better, I'm all for it. And so where a lot of people go wrong, I think is, well, a couple of things. I mean, I'll start with the morning. We'll kind of structure through a day. So a lot of us, when we wake up, first thing is many of us are just reactive. And first thing we think about is like, man, I got all this shit I have to do. I have to take care of this. I got to dive into these emails. I got to return these calls. I got to, you know, start working on this. I got to get my kids ready, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I teach people is to shift that frame of reference, to really wake up and immediately your eyes pop open, feel a sense of gratitude. Like, dude, you just get to live in love for another day. Like that is an amazing thing, no matter what you have on your plate, no matter what you have going on. And a good frame shift on this, Jake, is if I were to offer you $100 million, but you don't get to wake up tomorrow, would you take it? And no one would really take that because it's like, what's, what's the money worth if you, don't, if you don't have your life? So every day you wake up, it's like you just won $100 million, dude. It's like you won the lottery. Like you get to live another day. That is more valuable than any sum of money. And so that's the first thing I teach people is like, wake up and realize like, life is fucking good, man. Like we, we got it made no matter what your problems are, no matter what is going on in your business and in your world, you're alive and well, your lungs are breathing, your heart is beating. Like that's a great thing. And when you start the day from that frame, it's just a lot easier to tackle issues and, you know, overcome different challenges and see everything as an opportunity and as a gift. And so that's where I like to start. And then a lot of folks, first thing, open up their phone. Maybe they grab a cup of coffee, hang out inside. It's like, no, no, no. All right. First thing we got to do is we got to prime the mind and body to really optimize your brain chemicals and your physiology, your actual, you know, biochemistry to do what we want it to do, which is to feel great. And so there's a few key practices in the morning, I think really hit a lot of variables that really move the needle that don't take a lot of time. Because again, working with entrepreneurs, I can't give you this three hour morning routine, Jake, and be like, have at it, dude. You're like, dude, I got I got stuff to do, man. This sounds great, Ryan, but like three hours is not going to come very easy to me with my schedule. So I like to find things that take five minutes, 10 minutes, really simple, but yet highly effective. So you're getting an amazing return on your time and energy inputs. So first thing I like to teach people is get outside, soak up some natural sunlight into the eyes. When the sun is at a low solar angle after it's risen, it emits a specific spectrum of light that is fantastic for anchoring your circadian rhythm your body's internal clock and signaling to your body, it's daytime. We're no longer hibernating. Let's start to upregulate our energy systems, right? You know, our mitochondria. So we start to produce more energy naturally. Let's start to burn fat and actually increase our metabolism. Because now we know, you know, light in the morning is a big signal to our bodies to burn fat versus store fat. And also it helps to re- really get your dopamine and serotonin going. So you're, you feel good 
brain chemicals. So very simple, doesn't cost any money. You want to go outside ideally because window glass blocks some of these beneficial spectrums and also reduces the intensity of the light. So even if it's cold out, throw on a jacket, get outside. Then I like people to hydrate. We lose over a pound of water overnight just while we're sleeping, just through our respiration. So we wake up in a mild state of dehydration and every cell, tissue, and organ in your body requires water to function properly. So if you're not properly hydrated, you're simply not going to feel your best. It's that simple. A lot of people know this. Like, yeah, drink water, uh, you know, really novel, novel solutions here, Ryan. But it's the simple things that oftentimes get skipped that are the low hanging fruit that really help, help us to optimize. So in addition to water, I'll have people put key minerals in the water because it's these electrolytes like magnesium and sodium and potassium that help our cells soak up the water and help with the electrical conductivity, the cell signaling, you know, between our cells and the body. So it just amplifies the benefits. So you're outside in the sun, you're drinking your water. And then I have people do some type of a mindfulness practice. This could be a meditation, could be journaling. I'm a big fan of breath work. I developed this dopamine activation breath work technique that takes a whopping five minutes and makes you feel like a freaking million bucks, Jake. We'll have to, you know, maybe do something outside this interview where I could kind of guide people through this practice because it is the bee's knees, man. You get done with this breath work, you're like, I am on fire and ready to rock. And so outside five to 10 minutes, it's all it really takes for these benefits. That's a great way to start the day. Then have a cup of coffee, open up your phone, do the other things that you want to do, but just by incorporating these small shifts, it makes a world of difference. Not only how you feel temporarily, but how you feel the whole rest of the day, how you sleep that night. All these different things are impacted by some of these small shifts. So it's really the name of the game for me is figuring out what shifts we can make that isn't going to disrupt your schedule, isn't going to add hours and hours of time to your plate, isn't going to be extremely difficult, but is going to yield tremendous results. And when you start to incorporate a few things in the morning, a few things midday, a few things in the evening, start to sprinkle in these different habits and techniques and routines, dude, it transforms you as a human. Like you feel freaking amazing. And that's what I love seeing my patients like get these benefits and they're like, holy crap, man. I would have never thought like these simple shifts when done strategically like this can create such outsized returns. And so that's, I'll, I'll let you, you know, bounce it back to you if you have any follow-up questions and we can continue to kind of guide through a day of different strategies, I think really move the needle. Yeah, no, I, I think that's helpful. And, and part of it is is to give you you know, and I say selfishly, it's it's my show. I get to ask some of these questions. Uh, so I, I hope that there's benefit to other of uh, the guests. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Look, two of the most common questions I get asked are, where can I find good deals to invest into? And is it possible to invest alongside of our deals as a passive investor? So my team and I wanted to put together an insider list where you can get first access to investment opportunities, due diligence resources, and best practices for those interested in investing passively into deals like the ones we talk about on the show. Those deals are mostly in the commercial real estate space, but I oftentimes get exclusive access to deals of people like the guests on my show. If those deals pass our criteria, we pass them on to those on the list. To gain access to this insider list, all you have to do is go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. We also host events, dinners, and give away VIP access to events that I'm speaking at or attending. Once again, it's www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. 
for those that are serious about passive wealth building, we'll see you on the inside. Now, back to the show. So this is some of the things that I've been incorporating and almost, you know, very much to that. And so for, for my morning routine, you know, I wake up, you know, I brush my teeth. I don't use toothpaste. I don't know where I read that. I heard something that it was like actually something around, you know, the mouth and the plaque and the chemicals actually by digesting that it actually helps with something with your heart, you know, had something to do. Some dentist shared that to me. Then I get up, I drink water and I, I do lemon and I put some uh, Himalayan salt in there. I, I do not do whatever the mineral mix is that you have. And so I might need to, to amp that up, but then I go outside and I work out. And so I do a workout and it's usually a about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And I'm getting a few miles in and, and I've actually gone away from, cause I've been running every day. I tore a calf muscle. I got into walking. Now I've actually done a lot of lunges. And so I do a lot of walking lunges that kind of go from a, a hit heart rate for me. And it's usually just before sunrise. And then it's just as the sun is kind of coming up and it kind of changes what time I wake up depending on the time of year summer, it's way earlier, winter, it's later. And so it's like, I get up, I mostly without alarm, hardly ever, unless I got like a 4am flight, I still have a hard time getting up before 4am, unless I'm sure. And then I, I do that workout and I'm out there, I'm working out elevated heart rate, doing stuff. And then I send a video. And as I'm finishing that, I read my vivid vision at the end of my thing. And then I send three videos to other people that I'm thinking about a 60 second little video like, Hey Ryan, you're awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. X, Y, and Z. And I would text that off to you. And I do that for three people. And again, for me, that's like my framework for starting the day, because let's be honest, a lot of days I come in, I'm going to go in there. got to get the kids up, get them ready to school. I go into work and it's a mess. Everything that I thought I wanted to do. Sorry, you're not doing that today. It's you get to deal with your, your problems. So it's like, that is where I've been doing every day for three years. You know, and so every single day for three years, and I was like, I don't care, toward muscle, David Goggins, I'm going to drag my way through it. But then it's like, from that is like, how do I now take that kind of to some some next levels? What are the midday routines? What are the, the night routines that I can maybe get a little bit better on that you've seen that? And to give you some content, I'm also doing intermittent fasting. So I don't, you know, food in the morning, it's usually till midday. And sometimes it actually triggers on. I've actually found that as I'm working it. The digestive process actually slows me down and brings down some of my energy levels. And so I can push that off to a little bit longer. So, so there's the selfishly giving you some context of where I am, what my normal routine is. And then how do you take that for someone? What are the next levels that you would start looking at without having blood work or understandings or other things that of way I'm doing and approaching my life? Yeah. First of all, Jake, that's stellar. You're, you're nailing it, dude. That's a fantastic routine. I love where you're at. As far as things you can start to think of, of shifting and, and optimizing around that, I would encourage you to incorporate some type of protein source within a couple hours after finishing that workout. And it doesn't have to be seven days a week, but what happens a lot of times with this intermittent fasting where you're fasting throughout the whole course of the day or th- during you know the first half of the day even, is we start to ramp up cortisol. And cortisol is our main stress hormone. And because you're putting all these physical and mental demands on your body, you know, you're training hard, then you're you know, jumping into business, I assume, and getting your day going, your body needs fuel, but you're fasting. And a lot of us feel great when we're just, you know, maybe hyped up on some caffeine and then your cortisol is cranking and you're just you're mentally clear, you're energized. The drawback to that is cortisol, especially if you start to elevate it over time and excessively, is it'll lower your testosterone. 
So that's going to impact your muscle gains, your fat loss, your overall energy and mental clarity and drive in, you know, sub, in ways we don't want. So that's one consideration. The other thing is from a metabolic perspective, if we get in this fasting regimen where we're not eating till 12, 1, maybe even later, seven days a week, 365, it does start to have negative effects on our burn rate, on our actual metabolic energy expenditure. And so by incorporating some protein some days of the week, you could still do the fasting some days of the week. It's really about having a variation. When you build in that variation, that's going to be a really positive way for you to enhance your results, enhance the benefits that you're getting. And it doesn't have to be something that weighs you down, that requires a lot of digestive energy. Because like you said, that's another component to this whole thing. So if you're having a bunch of bacon and eggs and avocado and heavy foods in the morning, you will experience lower energy following that meal because your body's diverting a lot of resources to break down all those heavy fats and heavy proteins. Whereas if you bring in something like a smoothie where you're bringing in some easiest to digest carbohydrates, so some frozen blueberries or some frozen fruit of your choice, putting in a scoop of good quality protein powder, you could use like a grass-fed collagen protein, uh, which is one of my favorites. You could also use a whey or a plant-based protein. And then also bringing in any other plant foods. I find like peeled cucumber or a handful of raw carrots work great in the blender because they don't taste like shit, like kale and spinach. And they're a lot healthier for you actually than these dark leafy greens can make a really good kind of quote unquote breakfast post-workout. Um, and again, you don't have to chug this thing the second you leave the gym, like a lot of bodybuilders will tell you. You can have it one, two, three hours later, but it'll give your mind and body some really good fuel. And here's one of the best tricks for optimizing the absorption of those vital nutrients in the smoothie while still keeping your energy and mental clarity tip top is to sip it slow, dude. So don't pound this thing in like five minutes. Put it in like an insulated thermos, like a hydro flask type water bottle and just sip it over the course of like an hour or two. Just kind of nurse it as you go through your days, you know, taking the kids to school, diving into calls, doing whatever work that you have lined up for the day. Just kind of sip it and you get this slow bleed of nutrition. Doesn't overwhelm the gut. Your energy is even better because now you have all these vital nutrients on board and you're able to get the metabolic benefits I referenced earlier. So that's one thing you can look into incorporating. And then I'd also encourage you during the day to really optimize, you know, a couple principles. One is going to be your movement practices. What a lot of folks get caught up into, Jake, is, you know, you train hard in the morning. Awesome. You got it in. But then you sit on your ass all freaking day. And I'm not accusing you of this because I don't even know what your daily look, looks like. But that's what happens with a lot of folks is like, you know, you're answering emails, you're on the phone, you're doing whatever you got to do. And that involves being at a desk in front of a computer. And as a result, after that morning movement session, when you train, you're not getting a whole lot of movement after that. And the problem here is that's where a lot of the magic happens is our daily, total daily energy expenditure. A lot of it comes from kind of what's referred to as NEAT, you know, non-exercise uh, activity and thermogenesis, which is essentially just getting up, walking around, moving. So I have one of the things I adopted many years ago that's a game changer is a walking workstation where I have a standing work desk and right below I have this walking treadmill pad. And as I go through my phone calls and emails, I'll walk and talk and it's fantastic. I'll get thousands and thousands of steps in while still accomplishing the same thing I would normally be doing, except I feel so much better because you're increasing blood flow to the brain by way of keeping the body in motion, which increases what's called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. So it enhances your cognitive function, enhances your energy, enhances your mood, and you're still doing the same thing you would be doing seated behind the desk. Now, it's not an option for everyone. And if you're doing like very specific things on the computer, it may be challenging to do while you're walking. So other things I recommend is what I call trigger sessions. 
And this is a brief burst of movement sprinkled in throughout your day. This is not a workout, but every 30, maybe every 60, even every 90 minutes, program in these little brief breaks throughout your workflow where you just get up, you get off your ass, you do a quick set of bodyweight squats, you get right back to work. You get up an hour later, do a quick set of push-ups, you get right back to work. And you can use any exercise. You can do some kettlebell swings, some pull-ups, whatever it is. This will not make you sweat. You will not be like totally gassed and out of breath. I'm talking like 45 to 60 seconds worth of a bodyweight exercise or some reps of something. And what this will do, same thing as the walking on the treadmill, is it's going to enhance blood flow to the brain. It's going to keep that metabolism high. It's going to enhance your overall quality of life and your output. And the biggest excuse I get is like, oh, Ryan, I can't, you know, can't get those types of distractions. Like I'm in flow and it's like, dude, the science is clear. You can only concentrate on one thing for so long. And by having these brief interruptions where you step away from the screen, you do some movement, you come back to it, it enhances your focus. It enhances your executive function. It improves your productivity. And it's, you know, you add it up throughout the day. It's maybe five, six minutes worth of actual stuff, like actual exercises that you're doing. But by strategically piecing it together in that fashion makes a serious difference, dude. I mean, I've had patients lose 10, 15 pounds in a month incorporating these trigger sessions without even exercising. No workouts at the gym, no CrossFit. They're like, I hate the gym, Ryan. I don't like to work out. I'm like, here's a happy medium. Here's what we're going to do. And it's a game changer. And so that's another tip that I find a lot of entrepreneurs benefit from, especially when you have control of your own schedule. You're not in a nine to five office environment in a cubicle where you're like, hey, I'm wearing like a shirt and tie. I'm not going to go do some burpees, you know, in the conference room. It's like, all right, all right, I get it, dude. That's understandable. But for people like yourself, it's like, all right, you know, I kind of run my own deal. I don't have to, you know, answer anyone. I work where I want to work. These strategies really move the needle. And I mean, there's tons more. I'll, I'll pause there and, you know, we could dissect some more from, you know, but I want to make sure I'm not rambling on too much here. No, I think these are all very helpful. And, and to that, I was actually starting to question that as far as doing the intermittent fast and part, you know, and, you know, kind of mostly for a lot of years, I was kind of on a keto kind of genic, you know, or, or low carb kind of, uh, you know, diet, but then layering in some of those things, as far as a protein, get adding some variability. Like I was thinking like that probably made a lot of sense. You also mentioned that cortisol level and lowering the testosterone. So I've been doing blood work, um, as far as doing inside tracker. And that was one of the things I was like at the bare, the lowest of the, the spectrum type of thing. And then even from that was even the uh, the LDL kind of cholesterols is so I was fine on other areas. So we added a, a plant sterile, lower body, you know, more workouts. And that's why the the lunges was to like try to amp up some of the muscle mass of the lower legs and others to help boost some of those testosterone. But to that point is I very much would be like, yeah, in business, you're in there in the last couple of years have been dicey, you know, as far as like every, you know, uh, supply chain has been disrupted, you know, prices are off the wall, interest rates up, down, left, right. You know, it's, it feels like, you know, you've been in that uh, fight or flight scenario the whole time. So yes, that elevated cortisol level. So that makes a lot of sense. And I, I do that from a supplement is a little bit try to do nutrition, but again, it's just like some of these things I'm not getting in my diet. And that's why, you know, a vitamin, you know, B and D and garlic and ashwanga, artichoke extract, you know, kind of the things, but it's like, I don't actually want to do a lot of like medicine, medicine, you know, call it, I put that in a parentheses for people that can't see the the video. So I love also that thing as far as movement, because the same thing, I, I, I am very much a victim 
probably self-inflicted of not moving throughout the day, getting strapped into the computer and not moving, doing stuff, work, grind, grind, grind calls. And the end of the day, I'm just, uh, I'm beat. Like it's a hard time to go work out or do anything else at the end of the day. So what have you found that have been successful as far as for trigger sessions or how are you doing that? And I like to try to have like references, like what is it that you've done or seen successful for some of your clients? And then from that, is there like also maybe a, an evening or night routine that you're taking together and kind of complementing, and we're kind of rounding about like the ideal day. And so if we can kind of, you know, take that to someone's ideal routine throughout the entire day. With the trigger sessions, there's a number of things you could do as far as just reminding you to do them. One is you could just put calendar notifications on, you know, your Google calendar, whatever you use in between any time blocks you already have going with meetings or calls or whatever it is. Other things you could do is putting like a sticky note by your desktop or on your desk, something that's just a visual cue, visual reminder. I like to teach people also to set their environment in a way that creates this success. So I have like a doorway pull-up bar in my office and I have a kettlebell sitting right here on the floor. So every time I go in or out of the office, I see that I'll do, you know, set of pull-ups, do a set of swings. Those types of things can also trigger this reminder that can enhance, you know, the likelihood that you're going to follow these habits. And what I always tell people is you need some level of a reminder, some level of accountability, and some level of, you know, like a purpose or like a bigger vision, like a a bigger thing. I'm not just doing these trigger sessions to do them. I'm doing them so I can enhance my energy and be a better spouse to my significant other. I'm doing them so I can be in better shape and set a good example for my kids. I'm doing them so I can show up to my calls with my colleagues and, you know, my employees or my boss so that I can really be present and focused. Whatever that bigger kind of mission is, that deeper purpose, identifying that, having some external accountability. I mean, we lie to ourselves with alarming regularity, Jake. You know, you're aware of this. Like, dude, you say we're going to do something. We don't do it. Nothing bad happens. We get into this pattern of like, you know, that's kind of the something that we instill in ourselves. So it makes it even harder to adopt new habits. So whether that's a friend, whether that's, you know, someone in your masterminds, whether that's your family member, your spouse, or whether that's a, a practitioner or a coach or someone that you hire that is going to help you with that external accountability. Those are the really the recipes for forming these new habits. And it only takes a few weeks before it starts to become instilled in you, starts to become second nature. I don't really have to remind myself to do these trigger sessions, dude, because I just feel so good doing them. It's become part of my routine where it's like, if I have to sit somewhere on a plane for long periods of time and I can't, you know, go in the back of the plane and do burpees, well, I just don't feel as good. And it makes it a lot easier when you start to build this identity and you start to build these positive feedback loops to follow through with these different practices. So that's what I'll share on the trigger sessions. Other things to note for you, I would consider, uh, and I could you know, send you some options here, but some adaptogenic support as far as for stress from a supplementation perspective, adaptogens are a class of herbs and plants and you know mushrooms that can ultimately help your body cope with stress, whether that's physical stress and more fasting, whether that's mental, emotional stress from business and supply chains and other stuff going crazy, that's going to be really helpful for you to optimize your testosterone. And there's also some other herbs that can really move the needle there in terms of helping you. And then a low carbohydrate diet, uh, just, you touched on that as well. And I'm a big fan of a keto diet. I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. I'm a big fan of a lot of these things, but they're tools. And there's always a right time and a wrong time to use tools. And you can always overuse a tool. And so I'm not a big fan of chronic long-term low carb. For, for most guys that are active, it's not an optimal approach because we need carbohydrates that will help with testosterone production. We need carbohydrates for 
our thyroid hormones to you know convert inactive T4 into active T3. We have benefits of what I call clean, low inflammatory carbohydrates into our nutrition for a multitude of reasons. It helps with sleep and serotonin production and all sorts of things. So, so they, we went through this phase where everyone was afraid of fats and you know they were the devil and no one should be eating a high fat diet to the, the whole other end of the spectrum where it's like bacon and butter on everything, keto's the best, demonized carbs, they're the worst. And the truth lies somewhere in the middle. You know, and there are people I work with where keto diet's appropriate. And there are other people where it's like, well, you might cycle in and out. You might do low carb during the day and replenish carbs with dinner. It's a great strategy for a lot of folks. So you have that blood sugar stability throughout the day. You carb load with, with dinner. Again, ideally not with pizza and pasta and crackers and cookies. Ideally getting things like whole fruits and root vegetables like potatoes and yams and sweet potatoes and, and also, you know, white rice and things that are, you know, low inflammatory starches, um, those are going to make, make a big difference in your gut health and in how your body tolerates those carbohydrates. But those are just a few things that you, you know, mentioned that I think would be helpful for you. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you more offline about how to structure some of those things into your day. Because one of the things I see with health and wellness in general, dude, is people hear these recommendations of like, yeah, this sounds good. Like this makes sense. I can get on board with this. But there's this gap of really applying that information into their own lives. You know, they understand generally like, all right, I'll start tinkering with some of these practices. But like, what does that really look like? What, what kind of recipes can I make? How can I outsource this? What, you know, how much of these carbs should I be eating? How much protein should I be getting? What supplements? All right, some adaptogens. Well, what, which adaptogens? When do I take them? How much do I take? All these things are really why you should invest in. And I'm not just saying this because I'm, you know, I'm in this field. I'm saying this because it's true. Hire an expert. Just like you would hire an expert if you were looking to, you know, do your taxes, if you're looking to enhance your, you know, real estate portfolio, someone that's can help guide you and accelerate that learning curve and really teach you all these different things in in your personal circumstance. Like, all right, here's the blueprint, Jake. Here's exactly what we're gonna do. Here's why we're gonna do it. I'm gonna help coach you through it, keep you accountable, make sure we're course correcting and modifying as needed, and really help you to optimize this process without you having to do all this trial and error and try and piece together what I read on this blog and heard on this audio book and saw on this podcast. It's like, it starts to become overwhelming. So kind of having someone in your corner, that can just be like, dude, here's what to do. Here's how to do it. You go execute. We'll talk next week or in a couple of weeks and we'll, you know, make any changes or additions from there. It's a, it's very good investment anyone can make to enhance their quality of life, their overall performance, which is going to translate to huge ROI in their business and whatever they do in their lives. So that's when I got on a big tangent, but I'll cycle back to the evening routines. As far as winding down at night, this is something a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with because, you know, we're always going, our minds are always going, we got new ideas. We're always trying to, you know, problem solve and create value and do all these things in, in our, in the world and in our businesses. So some strategies I found to be very helpful for this. One of which is I'll say eat an early dinner. That's huge, massive for sleep quality. And when you want to do intermittent fasting right, you want to have more of the fasting overnight while you're sleeping, not during the day while your body's moving and grooving, like I mentioned earlier. So kind of still applying the same concept of having a compressed feeding window, not eating from the morning you wake up to the moment you go to bed, but having a compressed eating window, but just shifting that forward. That's much more in line with our, our circadian biology when our body's really primed for food. And then moving beyond that, going for a nice walk is great as far as digestion, managing your blood sugar after dinner, things that help really de-stress and decompress. I'm a big fan of cu coupling 
uh, deep nasal breathing with deep stretching. This is like a powerful two, one, two punch combo. And I'm not talking like an hour long yoga class. I'm talking just five to 10 minutes while you're you know watching TV, hanging out with your family, doing some easy floor stretches where you're breathing in through the nose for four seconds, deep into the belly, and then you're exhaling for eight seconds. By doubling the length of exhale versus inhale, you're helping to lower resting heart rate, lower blood pressure, calm down your nervous system. And our breath is one of the most powerful things we have access to, to change our nervous system state. I talked about the morning activation, you know, dopamine breath work in the morning to get you going. Well, you could also use different breath work techniques to totally chill you out, put you in a really Zen spot, help to release some of that stress and really some of that tension that we build throughout the day. When you couple that breathing technique with stretching, it opens up different pathways in the body and it's just fantastic. So just stretching out the you know, hip flexors, the back, you know, whatever feels tight from you know, sitting during the day, it's going to help with your mobility and flexibility, but it's also going to pay dividends in lowering that stress and helping with your sleep quality. So I love that. Journaling is great. I always try and write down any mental notes, you know, things that you lie awake at night and think like, oh, I got to call this person. Oh, I forgot to do that. Oh, I got to do this. Write that shit down, you know, get it out of your head, put it on paper, reflect on any gratitude, any, anything that went well, anything that you have to work on that didn't go so well. All those types of things are great to get out of your head. So you're not ruminating it over it all night. And then, you know, there's a number of different supplements. I'm a big fan of what I call targeted high quality supplementation, because there's a lot of nonsense out on the market, Jake. It's like, you know, the supplement industry is really blown up and it's hard to decipher like what brands are good, what I actually need, what should I take? How much should I take? And there's so much where people just hear something and they're like, oh, let me go buy some of this. Oh, I heard on podcasts, you know, B vitamins. I'll take some B vitamins. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, vitamin D. I'll, I'll load up on some of that. And all these things have a time and place and can be really useful tools. But I find a lot of the guys that come to work with me, Jake, especially in like this, the mastermind kind of real estate investor circles that, you know, you run in is they hear all these great recommendations. You know, I'm going to take some NMN and some resveratrol and I'll also take this, you know, vitamin complex and I'll take this magnesium and I'll take this, this, this. They come to me taking like 15, 20 different supplements. I'm like, okay, first of all, we don't need half this. Like, it's not going to help you. Some of this might harm you. And we could really optimize this by kind of just changing it all together by looking at your biochemistry and really looking at what you need. So there are a number of supplements that are helpful for evening routines, but I'm always somewhat hesitant to just rattle off a bunch of things and then have the listener be like, all right, let me go on Amazon and start ordering away. <laughs> Ryan said it, I'm in. Like, yeah, so... I want to give, give a, a little bit of time as far as for this. I think this is a fantastic episode as far as people get a chance to kind of walk through. And and to your point is, I, I think you nailed it right on the head as far as, you know, hire somebody that's an expert. So and I even talk about this in, in my own, you know, due diligence courses, investing, these other things like I don't like reading legal contracts, you know, leases and things like that. So like I hire an attorney to go read these things because he knows the, the nuances of the different words and how they mean. And I can be tired 35 pages in into a 50 or 100 page document and I miss like important components. I think that's also for your health. You can miss massive things like you said as a context. Oh, it's magnesium add this and do these other things. And now you're combining it or they're in different dosages or you know, uh, someone like you that has spent a long time as far as studying this in a very nuanced way. And then like you even talked about that is, you know, uh, you know, like gut health and your biome and, you know, uh, all of these other things and how they play into the, the, the makeup of that individual. And I, so, uh, 
and I'm guilty of this too, is, you know, self-diagnosing or self-prescribing, you know, these stuff of, look, it's healthy. It's, it's not from Bayer or, you know, Pfizer. So it's got to be good for me. And it's like, it might be the wrong. I at least, you know, started tying that up to like blood work and then starting to see like, where, what does this do? Okay. I'm going to try and add this. Oh, that actually improved these other areas and bad here. Again, these are people that are way smarter than me, way better than me. And, and I advise people like, man, if you want to invest into anything, I don't care, training new sales, buying a piece of real estate or your health, hire experts. Like they can identify something so much faster and get you onto that 10% better energy, 10% better health, you know, the, the, the ultimate trajectory you want to go to. And I know that we got a, a few more minutes before we wrap up the show. I wanted to ask you, like, what are you most excited about right now? Because like you said, the health space, AI, you know, all these different procedures, all these things that are kind of coming out as far as reverse aging and longevity. And there's so many things that are happening at like breakneck speeds. So like what is Ryan excited for? And what are you excited for like the next five, 10 years into the future in the health space? I'm excited for a lot of these biofeedback devices becoming more mainstream because like we, like I talked about, I'm all about natural therapies and, and remedies and but, but really what I do is I combine the best of ancestral wisdom with modern science. So there's a lot of techniques and tools that, you know, can provide a lot of value. And I'm all for a little better living through science. So things like aura rings and whoop that can quantify your sleep and help you course correct and really prioritize some of these stuff and almost just gamify it. So it's like, I really want to optimize these things and track some of these metrics that can give you insights to one, just be more conscious of it and make better decisions, but two, help to decipher like what's actually helping and what's not, what's really moving the needle here. So I, I'm glad that these things are not just in my little health, you know, enthusiast biohacking circles. They're actually like, you talk to an average person, they've heard of these things. They're, they're you know, buying them, they're using them. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. So I like that. I also like some of the alcohol alternatives that are coming out. You know, I like a drink just as much as the next guy, Jake, but I almost never drink just because of the detriments, you know, mentally, physically, cognitively, everything. And so, but I also like having something that you can take because one of the beautiful things about alcohol is it takes a bonding experience and it just accelerates it. You know, you could have a few drinks or more than a few with, with someone, like if you and I went out and had a few drinks, we could have some deep conversations. We could totally just let, let loose of the ego and some of these barriers we build up and be best friends overnight. It's hard to do that without alcohol. And so there's two things I found that can really help to replicate that type of bonding experience. One is cold and heat. You know, I'll have people over to my little wellness sanctuary I have here in San Diego, not a public facility, folks. This is just my house. And we'll do the sauna and we'll do some cold plunge and we'll work out and we'll sweat and we'll do some breath work. And that can actually create this, you know, this endorphin spike and these neurochemicals that can allow you to have that similar bonding type experience where you're just having these deep, open, amazing conversations. And at the end of it, you're just like, dude, we're, we're tight homies at, at this point. And then the other thing is certain herbs like kava, kava, kratom, things that you could actually buy supplementation wise that can also just give you this kind of take the edge off GABA type effect, dopamine inducing effect that can just help with verbal fluency and help you just feel not like high or anything, but just feel a little elevated, more euphoric, a little more relaxed. And these things are really cool because it's, again, alcohol is such a big thing in our culture. And I really see alcohol in a lot of ways as like the McDonald's of mind altering substances. Like there's a lot of downsides 
And there are some benefits. Like there's reason people drink. I, I enjoy drink, like I said, I, just as much as the next guy. But I think having other ways to facilitate those types of experiences, something I'm very excited about, something that's very cool, something that I think is growing in popularity for good reason. And uh, I think just big, big picture, I'll end on this third one. I think health is becoming cool, dude. And, and this was not the case 10 or 20 years ago. Like people, you've probably heard the term health nut, like you're a health nut. Now I see high schoolers that are reaching out to me on Instagram and people that I would never expect are like into nutrition and into fitness and into all these things. And it's becoming like cool to be healthy. And I think that's an amazing movement and I just, I'm all for it. So that's another thing that I'm stoked on. That's awesome. And, and I, I love all, all those points you talked about as far as the same thing, you know, here's, here's my, my aura ring. And, and to that point, exactly alcohol as well is like, you can see the immediate feedback from your sleep quality and you're looking at it and be like, someone's like, does it actually help your sleep? And I was like, well, the fact that I know it's going to be recorded and I can translate eating this way or doing this or having a drink or those other things, immediately I'm going to have terrible sleep and it's going to be a recovery process. Yeah. Like a drink, like it, it is, it's crazy to see that and the impact of that. And I also wanted to touch in on, it's very much all my, all my buddies are cold plunges, heat treatments, the other things. I recently had an experience, a, a breath work treatment in kind of an ex experience. And it was almost like an out of body experience. Like I was to uh, another level. I was multidimensional. I like, I was sitting at the, the seat of God and talking about that. I connected with my wife and felt some of her pain and some of those other things. And it was how powerful that actually was. And I think seeing that combining that with your, your night routine and stretching and those other things is like, Oh wow. Like that might be something that's crazy and very much to that, that experience dunking in a cold pool, connecting up on that. So I'm super excited. And I, and I think we'll have to probably maybe even dive into that as an, as a next level. We only got a day, but maybe some specificity around the breath work, the cold plunge and the heat treatment, because I think that's its own thing that I think I would love to hear some more insights about, but I want to make sure people can go find you. You can go, you know, so Ryan, the Ryan Kennedy podcast show, I know you're putting tons of content out for that in your podcast, you know, Ryan Kennedy health and others. So like, where can people find you as far as the best uh, place? And then my other question is, and I would say I'll do it as a twofer kind of a question. What is the one book that you have given away most? And then the twofer is what is the ask of the audience when they go find you? Uh, so maybe let's start with the one ask that you, of the audience when they go out and find you, what can they do to add value or give you some value in some way? And then what is the book that you've gifted most to other people? One of the things you touched on was this deep kind of holotropic transformational breath work that gave you this out-of-body experience. And it really is almost like a psychedelic journey. It's an amazing, amazing experience. And I've been guiding and teaching these classes of this specific format of breath work, which is not like any of the breath work I've talked about on the podcast. This is like you lay on your back for an hour, do these crazy breathing techniques, you scream, you cry. It's amazing. And I have some classes that people can watch, you know, on my website, ryankennedyhealth.com. And that has been one of the single most transformative experiences of my life. And I've had many people attend my classes say that was more powerful than this ayahuasca retreat I did or this, you know, psilocybin journey I had. And it's all, you know, I teach people too, Jake, all the greatest chemicals, all the greatest drugs in the world are already inside your head. 
And when you learn how to access them through some of these practices and these different breathwork techniques, it's like you got access to the greatest pharmacy right there. And it's no downsides, all upside. So that's one thing people could check out. Like you mentioned, I love uh, love podcasting. So Ryan Kennedy Show is another resource. And then I'm most active on Instagram uh, at Ryan C. Kennedy. People can find me there, reach out. As far as the gift, uh, I'm sorry, the book I've gifted most, this is a tough one. And it's funny because you brought it up earlier in this interview, but Outwitting the Devil, I think is one of the most brilliant books. And a lot of people talk about Think and Grow Rich, but man, Napoleon Hill, he was so ahead of his time. Like those principles still stand so true today, even though he wrote this like, I don't know, hundred years ago, uh, way back when. It's extremely, extremely cool how he kind of frames the interview. And I love that book and I've gifted it a lot. It's definitely one of the more common books I've gifted, and it's probably top of mind because you already mentioned it. I'm sure others will come to me in 10 minutes once we're off the interview, but that's the one I'm going to go with. And then what was the last thing? Is Did I cover all of them? I think that was it. Okay. Dude, I, I know we're tight for time on these other things. I just want to give you a quick gratitude for how much I appreciate you, the way that you show up. Uh, how many people also have you've impacted their lives, the way that you've dialed into this, how responsive you are, how much you really care about so many people and all the people you work with, and even the people that you're just helping that just a, an affiliate connection to that. So this is, is in seeing that every single day and the consistency, the way that you're doing this, I think you're doing your your mom proud. You're doing, you know, your family proud. You're doing a lot of people proud of the way that you're showing up every single day and the way that I perceive you as far as coming out into this world. So I just wanted to leave you with that, that nugget of gratitude of how awesome I think what you are doing and how it is actually really, really changing people's lives. And I think you're giving them more impactful relationships with their wives, their kids and their businesses by what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing every single day. And I'm a huge Ryan Kennedy fan. I received that. Thank you so much, Jake. Really means a lot, man. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at Jake.realestate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.